are listening to Loud on the Set with Kyle and James. A level-headed movie critic meets a loud-mouthed movie cynic. And action! All right, welcome back to the show. My name is Kyle. This is James. And today, James, what are we doing? DVD extras. Ah, yes. The DVD extras. You know them as... That second disc that you never put in the DVD player. <laughs> the one with all the fucking extra information, right, All Kyle? that, that those sweet, sweet hours of commentary. The outtakes, the commentary, the storyboards, the TV spots. Yes. What else? The alternate endings. Oh, yeah, of course. All the uh, the, the gags on set and everything. Yeah, the great, the great DVD extra frontier. So I thought this would be something interesting to talk about, being a movie podcast, and home video basically changed the entire way that the movie industry works now. We've progressed from seeing films only in the theaters to seeing films on sometimes on TV, and then in your own home, on your own devices, and now, pretty much anywhere you go with one of your magical pocket screens, mm-hmm. you can watch pretty much anything everywhere. So the Frontier of home video has massively changed but one of my favorite things was going to the library picking out some movie some dvd that i wanted to watch and then i would just binge the extras especially if it was on one of my favorite movies so james did you ever get into the dvd extra game a little bit. A I'll, little I'll, bit. I'll admit, because this is something that the character, the, the person of James on Loud and the Set could very easily be like, fuck no, right? <laughs> no way. But I did. I'll be honest about it. And when Kyle pitched this uh, topic to me, originally I thought, I'm not going to have much to say because I haven't, I have never really binged watched it. I've never really gotten that much into it. But then I thought about it. And being honest here, I can bring out some stuff. Excellent. Here's a good example. You ready? Mm-hmm. Fans, friends, family, you know I love the movie Unbreakable. Indeed. And that had a, a second disc, you know, with full of the extras. And I, yeah, I watched all that stuff. That's how I know so much about that movie, like why he chose color palettes and storyboards and all that good stuff. Yeah. So, so that's I thought my... about Unbreakable. I really, and I got so wrapped up by that movie, wrapped up in that world, that I wanted to know more and more and more and more and more and more and more about it. <laughs> And that was the joy of the DVD extra for me. As a young person, I was looking to try and find different information on how to make movies and what went into making movies and special effects and all that stuff. I was fascinated by everything surrounding movies. And DVD extras, when they first started, were a great place where you could learn so much. And uh, I think more so since... uh, if the internet had not been around for too very long, you didn't, you weren't just oversaturated with, you know, behind the scenes footage and and pictures on set and everything. So this was kind of like a secret world in Hollywood where, you know, the the key grip sitting over in the corner and you know the people catering the lunch and stuff. You didn't think about those people too much <laughs> besides seeing their names flash by on the credits. But all all that stuff is there, and you can see actors in a much more natural element and that was so fascinating to me it, it immediately broke the magic from the the movie and the silver screen and it took you into the nitty-gritty and as a young filmmaker i was obsessed with that and wanted to try and learn as much about it as possible and i'd had a couple of books from the library but dvd extras were where i found a ton of that information was really fascinated by it interesting i find it interesting that you your earliest memories of this are kind of like, yeah, on DVD mm-hmm. and going to the library and getting those additional discs. 
but I'm going to drop something on you, Kyle, right Uh-oh. now. My earliest exposure to these kind of extras, if you will, were through TV specials. And I'm in a, oh. I remember this very, very clearly. Return of the Jedi, like behind-the-scenes footage, like as an its own standalone hour-long TV show, like the magic of Star Wars and mm-hmm. all that shit. It would come on TV, but I specifically remember Return of the Jedi and learning how Jabba the Hutt worked. Have you seen this stuff? I think like I have, Like the puppeteers yeah. inside the suit. I think that all of those extras live inside of that Blu-ray compilation of Star Wars right there. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so I, I think that they when they produce this stuff... Yeah, because I remember there was one for the Lord of the Rings as well. There was probably the exact same thing, like the magic of Lord of the Rings. Oh, and I've seen countless James Bond specials on TV when TNT runs out of shit to put on, so they just run huh. James Bond endlessly. Yeah, so those TV specials where they talk about all that stuff for hours yeah that was it i remember being blown away by that insider info about return of the jedi like yeah we built one of those big desert cruisers and we blew it up you know and planks of wood were flying everywhere and stuff like that it was great right it was absolutely great yeah now something that uh that things like mythbusters and stuff did a really good job of too because they they took you behind the scenes and showed you like what went into those practical effects and things and i think that we've lost a lot of that unfortunately now where when you watched and it probably got boring to the point where dvd extras basically don't exist anymore uh people are watching pretty much everything on youtube or on netflix or any of these things they don't have these extras you know they don't exist anymore. So I think most people are getting their behind-the-scenes information from things like Twitter and Facebook, you know? The actors and the producers and things post this stuff and try to make it very personal and give you that that sense that you're, you know, best friends with them and you're making the movie with them or the show and you're keeping up on all the information about when it's coming out and everything. So it's kind of lost that that little, like, special glimpse behind the curtain well, Kyle, I I'm, I agree with you completely. It just occurred to me that we've experienced a massive switch in when the extras are given to us. And here's a perfect example. You ready for this? I am ready. Avengers, the Infinity War movie that's coming out. I don't even know when that fucking thing is coming out, right? <laughs> so, would you just get to it already? Can we get to Thanos and get this fucking thing over with? Get this trade wreck God over with. damn it. Like, oh, oh my God. Anyway, all right. Let's talk about Avengers Infinity War, for example, yes. right? Uh, a couple of months ago, I think, maybe at this point, depending on when this is released, they had a teaser trailer for Avengers Infinity War. But what was it? It was really just like, here we are on the set. Some of the fucking walls were green. Some of them had a couple of like <laughs> fake rocks around. And it was like Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. talking about like how excited they were to be on set. That's not a teaser no. and it ain't and it ain't, certainly in a freaking trailer and then they show a title card for about 20 seconds yes that so you know slowly what I'm about, gets right? bigger and bigger yeah you know what i'm talking about <laughs> and then the director comes it's just been magical to be here in the like mm-hmm. what the fuck am i watching here i'm watching what would have been an extra five years ago mm-hmm. but now they use extras yeah as like to, to front load promotional you, right? marketing yeah. and everything yeah so absolutely. We've a, a massive switch the extras come out before the movie now and <laughs> I, I it that is so crazy to think about and extras are now inherently more boring because there's less stuff that's going on especially on these big productions where half of it is done in a computer you know in a bank of computers inside disney uh-huh. headquarters you know and that's like you know that's it you know half of the rendering of you know the entire film is done in those computers so we miss out 
on a lot of that. And, you know, watching a DVD extra for two hours of green screens is not as exciting as watching them walk through the redwood forests and take snapshots to build the speeder bike scene. That stuff was fascinating. So there's inherently been a loss of, uh, I guess, diversity in how films are made that DVD extras aren't that special anymore. I'll give you an example of one of my favorite DVD extras from a very good movie um, called Collateral. So one of the Tom Cruise's... Wait, this is the Tom Cruise where he's the FedEx guy? Yeah. It's like the fourth time this has come up on a podcast. It is, but it's a great example (laughs) of using, uh, using a really interesting and unique part of the filmmaking process, which is, you know, kind of watching somebody get into character a little bit or even build the character, like try and find out a way that they're going to be like most believable in a role. So Tom Cruise dresses up as a delivery guy and runs around town, tries to fool people. It's inherently kind of funny, you know, to watch. Mm -hmm. It's got the hidden camera kind of angle. It's got celebrity influence and it gives you behind the scenes on what they're thinking about for the characters and how they're going to go about building them, which is so cool. But now it's just like, you know, stand in front of the green screen and, okay, we're going to shoot this shot 800 different ways and decide how we're going to edit it later, you know? So, okay, now do it this way. Okay, now do it this way. What's that? We don't even know what the story's going to be yet? Okay, do it this way. We'll piece it all together later. Films are just made in such a different way now that it's, it's not as fun to enjoy those moments. You can talk to some people and you can read about the film industry and everything, and I think there's definitely much less diversity of uh, intrigue around it. Excellent. Good analysis, Kyle. Yeah. Believe it or not, I have a list. Oh. I've made a list. Surprise. Right here. Surprise, <laughs> surprise. Here are some common things that are found on DVD extras. And I want to run them. I want to run down the whole list, and then we'll get into a few of them to, to see how Kyle feels about them. How Excellent. about that? Um, here's some things I can think of. Director commentary, storyboards, slash concept art, TV spots, uh, interviews with all the crew and the, and the, and the cast. Mm-hmm. Alternate endings. Mm. All right, so that's that's some stuff that's, that's typically stuff. found. That's some stuff. I wanted to ask you some questions about said stuff. Yes, all please right. do. Here we go. Alternative endings. Yes. How do you feel about this? Because I got my commentary on it, but what do you got? So... How do you feel about that? I think that there has not been a single time where an alternate ending has ever surprised me or has been worth it for me to watch. Interesting. Every time I've ever seen an alternate ending, it has not added anything to the film experience for me. If anything, it inherently makes it slightly more confusing when I think about, well, they were just going to take it in that direction or that's how they were deciding to end it. And then I think about all the loose threads that are elsewhere that that piece is trying to bring together. Um, I, I... it's you know it's an extra little bit of stuff from the cutting room floor which like deleted scenes deleted scenes are another interesting thing (laughs) (laughs) that are gone to but it kind of fits in that same realm deleted scenes and alternate endings where it, it sometimes they do make or break there are some movies where when you see the director's cut it really adds a lot to it and you see some scenes that had a lot of artistic value that were basically just chopped out for production they had to make it shorter or anything so when you see the complete picture that can really add a lot to it um but interestingly i've never really cared for alternate endings that much what about you interesting i was taking notes before you even started speaking and one word i wrote next to my alternate endings was confused confused i'm confused about how i feel about alternative endings because 
Especially if it's a movie that you like and it's a complete package and it's done well. Because then you're introduced to the to the possibility that oh, I almost ended this way. And you're like, well, fuck, how do I feel about that? Because I kind of like the original package that I was delivered, right? It kind of taints it in A little bit, yeah, right? Yeah. So I f- I'm confused about how I feel about alternate endings. I got two that I want to comment on real quick. Okay. Because I feel like the alternate ending is actually vastly different than... Because you said, oh, it doesn't really like sort of impact the movie experience. But here are two that I can think of okay. right off the dome. You ready? Yes. Number one, I Am Legend, Will Smith. Mm-hmm. One of the alternate endings has him living, I think. Yeah. Well, How and, vastly different is that? And that's when I kind of... It, that's when my strong feelings against it show up. Yeah. Because if your film can end in two such dramatically different ways, then there's probably not a lot of cohesion to the story that was building to that point. So I think that that usually shows that there's kind of a lack of preparation or desperation in trying to put together a story and try and whatever idea that you had was unraveling and you don't really know what to do with it. I think the exception to that comment you just said, get out. Yes. Get Out was masterful mm-hmm. in leading you to that fork and like, this could go either way. Absolutely. Right? Okay, another one. Real quick. Clerks. Are you familiar with the alternative ending to Clerks? The original ending to Clerks? You know, I couldn't even tell you what the actual ending to Clerks is. The actual is. ending is just that they, they their lives continue along the same path. Okay. But the alternative ending is that... Oh, somebody gets shot, right? Dante is just standing at the counter after his you know feud with, with uh, Randall has died down and they're going back to being their normal selves, yada, yada. It's late at night. He's moments away from closing his store, and a a crook comes in and shoots him. Yeah. Yeesh. Yeah. And what the fuck? Like, I well, think... <laughs> a, a film critic told Kevin Smith, like, "Hey, just because you don't know how to end movies yet doesn't mean that you you give such a dissatisfying ending to your character. You spent all this time on a character-driven story, and then because you don't know how to end the movie, I watched all the extras to this fucking movie too. I guess, right? There you go. That's how I know this insight." <laughs> I forget who gave him the feedback. Like, hey, man, just because you're not good at endings yet doesn't mean that you can get away with this like cheap, fast, easy trick. Right. You know? and just kill them off. Right, and that's always yeah. If if the if the movie alternate ending is that the main character dies, something is awry. You know, <laughs> something is usually amiss with that. Yeah. All right. Well, here's another thing from our list that I wanted to ask you about. You ready mm-hmm. for this? So I actually wanted to comment on it. So I'm oh, using okay. you as bait. Excellent. TV spots. Ah, the now TV the reason spots. I the reason I bring up the TV spots is this. I could be wrong, but back in the days of VHS, Mm -hmm. I think TV spots were really the original extras because you got lucky if if a if a movie was like, by the way, bonus material at the end, Mm -hmm. you know, after the FBI warning not to copy and all that shit (laughs) went away, uh, there would be some TV spots thrown in there, Mm -hmm. and they just played automatically one after the other. You had no menu select options, none of that shit, right? Um. So that that was that was probably like the earliest version of a, like a DVD extras, like some TV spots for Rocky. Like mm-hmm. you could watch all the Rocky commercials that aired in the lead up to the movie. Fine, um, but now when it comes to TV spots with DVD extras, they, they because they're typically short, twenty to like forty seconds long. I reach a saturation point because they're all the same. Like mm-hmm. the, the scenery that they expose you to through the TV, they overlap. Yeah. So it becomes so after. So do you reach your what I call the saturation point? Like fuck it, I'm not watching anymore of these Absolutely. TV spots. Absolutely, yeah? I have. I've in fact reached my saturation with DVD extras entirely Whoa. at one point, and I, you know, I used to collect movies a lot, and I collected mm-hmm. them a lot of the time for the DVD extras because that was the only place you could find them. Now you can look shit up on YouTube and find bloopers or behind-the-scenes footage. But there is a great demonstration of this in an SNL skit where they do a little behind-the-scenes TV spot about Game of Thrones. And 
you could and it's just a perfect summation of what all the tv spots are which is where they show you you know rapid fire like three like three smash cuts of like the biggest most iconic things from it then they stick somebody down in front of a camera and they're like oh it's just great to be back on set seeing all the characters and costume it's wonderful and then you know they'll show you somebody dangling in front of a green screen for a second <laughs> and then they'll you know cut to whatever type the producers there and they're like it's gonna debut in summer we're really excited and then they show you like a fucking dragon breathe fire or whatever and then that's the end of it you know <laughs> it's just like you can create any dvd extra of any movie in your head just by doing that and these little tv spots and stuff so i absolutely became oversaturated with you know the marketing side of films when when the extras became the marketing and that's exactly what a tv spot that's, is that's, yeah. then then i i lost interest immediately excellent all right one more thing to ask you about and that is uh the commentary by the directors or the producers mm -hmm. you know like they talk over the tr they, their yeah. voice track over the movie i have a comment here about it and that is um, I wouldn't mind it so much if you just edit it down. I don't want to watch the whole fucking movie again because there's a lot of dead time mm -hmm. where they have nothing to say or they're, what they're saying is just uninteresting. Like, oh, yeah, I remember it was cold that morning. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the caterer. <laughs> caterer showed up with extra coffee that day. You're like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> fucking, how about we just do a smash up of all the most interesting things? Like, jump to some of the most mm -hmm. interesting or challenging or or humorous parts of the movie and tell me about that but they run the whole damn thing back yeah you know? and I am definitely a huge cinephile uh -huh. and I honestly cannot tell you a film off the top of my head where I have watched the DVD, the film with the DVD commentary I think the only one that even got close was Blade Runner and, and that's just because there's so much interesting stuff to you know when a film has historically been through so much tumultuous planning and everything usually there is some really fascinating insight kind of like a history of how the fuck did this even get here yeah so there is a lot to talk about um especially when it gets all chopped up and and everything and it changes over the years so much but no other film and i and inherently i love the idea of commentary and i think that it is just the wrong way to present it for sure we agree on that one yeah it's just just do do select scenes for Christ's sakes, mm -hmm. you know. If I, especially if I just a lot of times I'll not a lot of times, but frequently when I found myself in a situation of wanting to maybe watch some extras if I have the discs and whatnot, is I've just watched the movie and I've really enjoyed it. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not done yet. I want to stay in this world a little mm -hmm. bit longer. Let's check out the extras. Right? Yeah. And, but am I gonna watch the whole goddamn movie again right away? Especially if someone talks over it. The, right. Like, <laughs> Come on, when, like when is the time and the place for that? Exactly. Right? When what I think that Who is this for? That's the perfect example is who is it for? And the only thing I can think is like, you know, the the intense film study moment, you know, mm. where the only way to get all the information about the film to come out that's pertinent to let's say the directors or producers is for them to actually sit down and watch the movie and be like, "Oh yeah, that's there because of this. So it inherently jogs their memory as they're watching it. And I guess you kind of get the sense that you're sitting there, you know, watching the movie with them, um, which could be cool. But again, as cool as that sounds to me, I've never had the desire to, you know, go sit through it. So yeah, no. I, the most extreme cinephile out there, you know, must uh, maybe get something from it. I don't know. 
Interesting. But VHS extras were impressive because they were always like a surprise, you know? They just showed up and you were like, holy shit! And then it just became a thing where it was everywhere and it was kind of expected to the point where one time I bought a movie and it didn't have any extras, a DVD, and I was like, fuck this, you know? (laughs) I was instantly mad about it. To the thrift store with you, right? (laughs) All right, Kyle. I'm done. I'm 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 done. It's fun. So yeah. I I think the bottom line here is, and why I wanted to talk about this is, I think it's kind of a lost art of movies is to provide some interesting extras that supplemented the viewing experience, but also give you a really cool look at behind the scenes how films are made because this is one of those mediums or arts where I think that understanding the depth of what goes into what you see on the screen is important to the overall experience as well if you're gonna if you're gonna go down the road and appreciate movies past the point of just that was fucking cool you know (laughs) then understanding all the different people and things that go into it and all the minutiae of everything um and if you ever have the experience to even try and do something like that you'll want to go back and look at those things and be like how the hell did we even you know get this done and it's really interesting to have those moments and experiences. And and now I think that's kind of lost in the ether just because it's everywhere all at once. Um, I don't I don't even know if it's relevant anymore in the, the day, the information age that we live in now. But it was certainly fascinating back then, up-and-coming filmmaker that I was uh, to absorb all of that. Yeah, very good. I enjoyed it. Interesting. Well, now you got YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking YouTube, right? <laughs> YouTube can do it all. It can do it all. Bloopers galore. (laughs) Well, with that, we're out of time. Uh, This uh, episode was kind of more of a reflection for me, looking at my my movie library and going, dear God, you know, how many hours of... So much time. So much time in these DVD extras. So if you have any interesting DVD extras that you watched or anything that kind of popped up for you while we were talking about this, let us know. Um, send us some emails loudonthesetat at gmail.com I would like to hear what you've got to say about it um, check us out YouTube hey look at hey, that and iTunes anywhere you find podcasts we're there Loud on the Set with Kyle and James thank you all so much for listening go check out some of your favorite DGD extras and have a great time see you later alright <laughs> here you go Intro time, right? Do you you think? Do you think? Do you think? All right. Welcome back to the show. My name is Kyle. This is James. And today, James, what is we... No. Shit. Okay, hang on. All right. Welcome back to the show. My name is James. Fuck. God damn it. You right. wish. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe try try starting. I know this is we usually have this can, but try starting with you're listening to. Okay. We haven't we haven't re-recorded that in a while. No, it's, we it's a little okay. stale. Maybe maybe we can refresh right. it. Maybe that'll get you on track. Okay. Here we go. <clears throat> you are listening to loud. On. Uh... <laughs> What's the problem? Okay. Hey, no, hang time. on. I got easy this. Pre- easy. <laughs> you are listening to set on the loud. Set God on, are you fucking it. kidding me? What's wrong? I'm sorry. Woo! All right. Hey, hey let's get, get him this some is, water this here. This is earlier. Makeup. <clears throat> key grip. Could you do your, your grip your keys? Thank you. You are listening to Loud on the Set with Kyle or James. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I can't do this right now. Uh, Where's my scotch? Whoa. 
So I don't know. I just feel like I've seen a lot of DVD extras, and and I've really gained a good appreciation for them. Have you seen a lot of DVD extras? Oh my god! You know, I I thought after like a like close to hundred episodes, you'd know me by now. You know, I don't give a shit about this. Why are we even doing this? Why are we doing this episode? Because no, we pitched the episode, and we have to put something out. We're at fucking a hundred episodes now. We have to do something. You pitched this. I thought it was. I thought it was the guy. I thought it was the key grip over there. No, this was my idea. Well, what do you think? DVD actions? What do you, do you think? I've seen a lot of them at this point. Kyle? It doesn't have to be a long episode. We just talk about. Fuck it. Oh my god. Yep, I'm done. This is about the iced tea, isn't it? Jesus Christ. You gotta have ice tea on set. All right. I told you. All I told right. The this is fucking bull. I can't. Okay. I can't. All right. Goodbye. All Sorry. right. Have a nice okay. fucking All right. Fucking All right. So a great example of this. Um, I can. There. You know what? There is a time where I've watched uh, the commentary. The uh, thing. The thing. You, director, the, um, producer, uh, commentary. Uh, it was um, the thing. Uh, the, 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 the movie. So and so was in it. Commentary. It's like uh, you know. Da, 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 it went on and on. Oh my god! What the hell was it called? Motherfucking. Uh, uh, what the commentary director? Uh, think about it. Humana, humana, humana. What you call it? The name. Why is it so hard to think of? Okay, cut. No. Fuck! We gotta start Unbelievable. over. Unbelievable. Oh my god, it wasn't even recording. Wait, no, it is recording. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. Alright, well, All right. start it over. Start All it right. over. <laughs> uh, so, what's what's one of your favorite DVD extras that you can remember? Oh man, it, it was I was watching the the, uh, the, uh, the behind the scenes of... Oh, oh yeah, that's right. It was, it was Avengers 1, not, not Age of Ultron, because that was kind of garbage, right? It was Avengers 1, and they were showing all it was the... A garbage. <laughs> a little garbage. <laughs> all right. But, you know, they, 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 the, the battle in Manhattan at the end, right? They were oh, showing all the ins yeah. and outs. And there was this one scene where they showed the explosion. So, oh, sorry. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Ow! Oh, my God! Oh. How did you even do that? Oh, you just fell. You broke the chair, actually. <laughs> what the hell? Blooper! What kind of cheap sets do we work with around here? <laughs> Who's responsible for that key grip? Oh, oh the God. Exec. Ow, man. I think I... What's the worker's comp around here? I, get, I hurt my elbow. Oh, man. Oh, you. we got first aid. First Where's aid first kit? aid? Ooh, all right. <laughs> Shit, Shit, you're bleeding. Right. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. All this for extras? Okay. <laughs> Jesus. All this about extras? What the hell? All right, here we go. Um. So, Guardians of the Galaxy Two's coming out soon. Uh -huh, good old uh, Chris Platt and a <laughs> Chris Platt. Yeah, I mean that's a throwback joke. Oh right yeah, there. that's right. But it's uh, it's starring Chris Pratt and it's starring the uh uh oh the 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 lady from Star Trek that plays the yeah, Green Alien uh -huh. now and her name here her name is um I can't remember what it is um Zena Zoonotic Zena. No, it's with Z, right? Z or an X? Chris Platt. But don't you say an X is a Z? What? There's no X in her name. Zoe Saldana? No, that can't be it. Zo Zoe Silvana. Slidana? Zoo animals? <laughs> Zoe Zo Salivary gland? Belly. Zozanthelli. That's Wait, no. it, right? No, that's that. No, no, that's, that's, that's definitely that's, it. That's microscopic algae. No, it's that's it. It's so it's okay. Zozanthelli. So try it again. So, Guardians of the Galaxy two is coming out, starring Chris Pratt and mm -hmm. Zozanthelli. And uh, are you excited about it? 
That cut guy cut. What's what? the problem? It's not Zoe Zantelli? No. Zoe Saldana! <laughs> Zoe! Oh my god, I said at one point zoo animals, well, Kyle. That's a, that's a new low. <laughs> Zena Avocado! <laughs> alright, alright. Fuck me. <laughs> Sorry, Zoe, you're great. Sorry, we love Zoe, you. you're great. We she love is you. actually. She is great. Yeah, I, she's good. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> is that it? Yep. All right. Oh, my God. Fucking cut and print. We're out. <laughs> <laughs> and cut.